Well, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this fine Sunday night. If you have your Bibles, you can open to Genesis chapter 32. I want to ask tonight, is there a tug in our walk? Is there a tug in the Spirit, a tug for more, a tug for greater, a tug for greater purpose, greater expression, greater understanding, a tug for more of God, more of His ways, more of His heart, more of His will. A tug in the earth for the fruit of those called by God and chosen and established by His hand. Those used mightily according to His design that we might glean, that we might gather wisdom, understanding, ability, anointing. I see the Spirit of the Lord bringing the Word to the table tonight. Genesis 32, verses 22 to 29. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob was a man with tug. First Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain, literally he will cause pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Jabez was a man with tug. Second Kings 2, 9-13. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. 
Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Elisha was a man with tug. I think of the times that Elijah said to Elisha words like these, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. And each time, Elisha responded with these words, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. I hear also the words of Isaiah 62, verse 7. The Lord saying to the church tonight, the word exhorting us tonight, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. It's time that we show some persistence. It's time that we get some tug in our walk and some tug in our spirit, a tug for more a tug for greater, a tug for greater purpose and greater expression and greater understanding, a tug for more of God, for more of his ways, for more of his heart, and for more of his will, a tug in the earth for the fruit of those called by God, chosen and established by his design, those used mightily according to his design. It's time that we had a tug for his church, gloriously ever increasing. It should just come easy, right? Recently, I was on a walk, and I walked by an apple tree, and I reached out, and I took hold of the apple, And I tugged on the apple, and the tree gave up its fruit. But days later, I was in conversation, and a wise man said to me, if you want the fruit, you have to tug on it. They aren't just going to give it away. Tug for fruit. How about the fruit of the Spirit? How about the fruit of abundance? How about the fruit of repentance? It takes a tugging in the earth. How about the fruit of the kingdom? The kingdom is taken by force. How about the fruit of the nations? It takes a tugging on God, for he said, Ask of me and I will give you the nations. I will not let you go. He called on God. I will not leave you. 
We have to be careful that our tug is in the right direction. We have to be wise that we are tugging on the right things. We have to be sure to tug against the wrong things. And the last thing we want to do is tug against the Lord. Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9, Passion Translation. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Just come. We have to be prudent. That is wise. Wise in practical affairs. Discreet or circumspect. We need to be sober. We need to be careful in providing for the future. Proverbs 15, 24 the life path of the prudent lifts them progressively heavenward, delivering them from the death spiral that keeps tugging them downward. And we know full well the words of 1 Peter 5, 8, and we know that they are true. Be sober, that is self-controlled. Be vigilant, that is watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We could talk about faith tonight. I recently read these words. Faith makes things possible, not easy. Should just come easy, right? Faith makes things possible, not easy. And the same sign later read, get off of Facebook and into the faith book. I recently had a stranger come up to me out of nowhere complaining about Facebook. It was a bizarre encounter. At first, I didn't know what was going to take place. Faith makes things possible, not easy. Faith presses through the crowd and tugs on the garment of Jesus. Faith climbs to the roof and lets down the one in need of Jesus. Faith builds the ark. Faith offers a more excellent sacrifice. Faith forsakes Egypt. Faith moves. Faith acts. Faith obeys. Faith presses on. Faith doesn't give up. Faith doesn't stop short. Faith keeps up the tug and passes the test. Faith tugs on God. Possible, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Was it easy that day when the woman pressed through the crowd to get to Jesus, to tug on his garment, 
that power might be released, that she might be made well. If she had faith, she heard about Jesus, the crowd should have just parted like the Red Sea. And she just strolled right up, and there the Son of God with the light from heaven shining over him. Faith makes things possible, not easy. There is work to faith. There is plowing. There is a tugging. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2, we know it well. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. We read verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. We can't afford to come to church without faith. We can't afford to be praying for people without faith. We can't afford to be Counseling people without faith. Without faith, it is impossible. Strong words. You could have gone easy on us, Lord. The Lord is asking us, what are you tugging on? Who are you tugging on? What are you seeking to collect? What kind of fruit? What quality? Who are you seeking to collect it from, or from what are you seeking to collect it from? What tree has your eye? What tree has your heart? What tree has you quickened? What tree will you tug on and yank on and heave on and pull on in this life? Listen, the tree doesn't just give up its fruit. Even bad trees require that you tug on them. Now, sure, you may walk by a tree one day and an apple fall right into your hand. However, we know that that's not the norm. Genesis 3, verses 1 to 8. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, God has indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree. Has he said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, 
and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the, the Lord God among the trees of the garden. We really do have to be so prudent. That is wise, judicious in practical affairs, discreet or circumspect, sober, careful in providing for the future. We know the story. The enemy lied to her. She not only believed the lie, she tugged on the tree. She took, she ate. She also gave to her husband and he ate. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. It's plain as day. We've read it tonight. But the Lord said, don't touch. Not just don't eat. And can I exhort the church tonight that when someone hands you things forbidden, delivered to you by their sinful tugging, don't receive it. I wonder how hard she had to tug on the tree to have it give up its fruit. I don't know. We don't know. Look at the result, the devastating result of the determination of one person tugging on the wrong tree. It truly has affected the whole family. Isaiah 5, verse 18 in the Amplified Woe to those who draw calamity with cords of iniquity and falsehood, who bring punishment to themselves with a cart rope of wickedness, straining and tugging. Wiser, judicious in practical affairs, discreet or circumspect, sober, careful in providing for the future. Can you receive the word tonight? Be careful who you tug on. Be careful what you tug on. You see, our wayward tugging may be setting things in motion for the future, things that will break the Lord's heart. The things we tug on now may be the things the next generation has a reckless appetite for in the future. I also believe the Lord is saying to some tonight, don't tug on the past. And we can apply the same verse here. Isaiah 5.18 in the voice, oh, how terrible for those who drag their guilt around, worthlessness and wrongdoing in tow. See, the Lord has forgiven you, and the Lord has set you free. Why do you continue to drag around the guilt and the worthlessness and the wrongdoing, these in tow, tugging and dragging and hauling? We know that it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And if you're here tonight, forgiven, 
You're talking around your past. It's time to let go. Give it to the Lord. Don't tie yourself to the things that he has set you free from. Don't tow them around for the rest of your life. What is the motive of our tugging? I love Proverbs 16 too. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs spirits. Listen to the Passion Translation. We are all in love with our own opinions, convinced they're correct, but the Lord is in the midst of us, testing and probing our every motive. The voice, even when you think you have good intentions, he knows your real motives. And so even when we're going to tug and we think it's right and we're tugging on the right thing or the right person, what's the motive? Let our motive always and forever be Psalm 115.1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Can have the worship team return tonight. I wonder if there's a Jacob in the house. I wonder if there's a Jabez in the house tonight. I wonder if there's an Elisha in the house tonight. Take it even further, I wonder if there's a Jacob generation present in this place tonight. A Jabez generation, an Elisha generation. I remind us of the words, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And so he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And he blessed him there. The words we've read, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. It should come easy, right? Jabez tugged on God. Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. I believe with all my heart the Lord is saying, come now. And tug on the things that are right. Come now and tug on the things that are holy. Come now and tug on the things that will secure the Lord's provision for the future and for the future generations. Come now and tug on the one who is able. 
Come now and tug on the fruit of the trees that he has given to us. Come now and tug on the sweetest fruit. Come and leave the wrong trees behind, the wrong role models, the wrong people, the wrong ideals and ideas. Come and leave the selfish and self-seeking tugging behind. He's saying to us tonight, take on the Jacob spirit. Take on the Jabez spirit. Take on the Elisha spirit. And he's saying to us tonight, don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. What kind of a walk with the Lord is that where he's always tugging us and pulling us along? We're pulling in the wrong direction when, when it should be so free with him. In him we live and move and have our being. trust we can receive the word of the Lord tonight. Let's stand in this place. Thank you, Lord. Lord, give us give us a spirit like Jacob. A heart like Jabez, Lord. Give us a drive like Elisha tonight. Awaken people tonight, Lord. Awaken hearts tonight. Awaken a generation tonight, O oh Lord.